1: To be welcome to who weekly the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't i'm bobby finger
0: i'm lindsey weber
1: lindsey and i went to a show last night it was really fun actually we went the afternoon
0: live music is back honey and this was perfect i was so happy to be seeing live music again it
1: was so nice to be at a show with your friend here's a clip we took it with our own cameras could hear myself and Lindsay screaming at the end of yeah that. It was we're cheering really fun.
0: we're wearing our we're wearing our merch wearing our bb merch <laughs> where was the concert again what was that little park called it was in
1: willow creek it was in like magnolia park in willow creek i believe got it we went to a sims. festival in yeah. magnolia
0: park in the sims
1: well it was in magnolia blossom park in willow creek we live in the sim city living expansion what's the name of that town <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love living in a the expansion.
1: We live in San Myshuno. San Myshuno is where our apartment is, the big apartment that we live in.
0: The best part of this is that right before we were getting ready to go to the concert, I was looking at the fire, the fireplace we have. We have two fireplaces. One's in the bedroom, one's in the living room. I was looking at it. And I caught on fire. So I had to rush to – well, I was set mm. on fire. And then Bobby had to put me – he had to – I had to run dis- upstairs.
1: We had a big apartment. Me
0: and then i had to take a bath because i was of course disgusting because i'd been on fire for minutes minutes and um and then
1: i cleaned the carpet
0: right and this was right Mm -hmm. before the bb concert i was like worried that we weren't gonna make the bb concert because it was like the next day you know
1: the Sims 4 is wild. Lindsay Lindsay was just like sitting next to me at my apartment just like losing her mind giggling at this game. It is change it changes. There's too many every things month.
0: you can do when you cook, you can make like so many different recipes and you can make them family style like that was not an option before.
1: I made eggs and toast while you bathed cuz you were dirty from your fire. Then I came down and and
0: instead of th- getting eggs and toast, I made a burger. I you and started you
1: started grilling.
0: I, I literally
1: made a family serving of eggs and toast. I was about to make fruit salad, but I ran out of time. And Lindsay comes strolling down the stairs and just opens the grill and started making burgers. And I, I was just like, don't. I know. understand free will, but like I
0: would never do that in real life. I would never ever do that in real life. I think our apartment's just too so big that I didn't notice that you had made food. My <laughs> sin. We lived
1: in a very. It was a five thousand dollar a month apartment in The Sims Four. Insane. No, five thousand dollars a week. It's weekly rates. And yeah, it's weekly even rates. more insane. I know. I know. But I did. I did serve you banana bread when you were here, and you said it was good.
0: Oh, like in real life?
1: Yeah, not my Sims. Me, it was my delicious. actual me.
0: Delicious. It was delicious. So
1: BB Rexa performed at the Sims Four for this thing called Sims Four Sessions. This sounds like Spawn. I promise you, it's not. We will always tell you when we're getting paid to talk about something. No, this we is just this funny and ridiculous. If they
0: would have paid us. That would have been smart of them. But this is just <laughs> hilarious.
1: <laughs> it was actually a festival. BB wasn't the only performer. She was the star. She was the last of the three because there was Glass Animals, that guy with the glasses, and then there was Joy Olatacoon, who was the woman who sang first, Everyone was on the piano so I was wondering if that was like a necessity the artist had to be a pianist as well because so was BB Everyone was good I will give them that I will say as a as a Rexar as a bad bitch I will say BB's was the best performance she was the star of the show no offense to anyone else but you know her sim performed better than the other sims
0: she was the main event you know they were selling BB merch at the merch store nearby More people were
1: wearing BB shirts than Joy or Glass Animals
0: Yeah shirts. well you know I really wonder what the negotiations were like for this Spawn. BB's like, I will do The Sims uh, concert, but I will be performing. I will be at the, you know, the main slot of the night or else I won't be doing it.
1: B.B. Rexa herself got paid in Sims and Sims 4 expansion packs. She was like, I'm going to need cottage living. I'm going to need eco lifestyle. I'm going to need get famous. I'm going to need island living. I'm going to need Discover University. I'm going to need cats and dogs. I'm going to need seasons and get together and city living. I can't
0: deal with this many. That's ridiculous. If I'm going
1: to agree to this.
0: There are just, you know, is just one in a long line of pop stars who have uh, done their songs in Simlish. And it is never not satisfying, it's even more satisfying when it's a song you know. Know, can't say i'm familiar with uh whatever the one was that she sang for off her new album Sabotage. but our sims definitely went home and streamed you know the full album
1: oh for sure let's hear her promote it because it is really funny
0: so so it's me bb and i'm headlining sim sessions with my song sabotage sing it with me in simlish right now
1: so so it's me bb i may mm-hmm. have to play that a hundred times in today's
0: episode <laughs> so so it's me bb Thank you, B.B. <laughs> wow, B.B. She gave us Crunch Crunch. She given us soul soul. Thank you, B.B. Wow, God. It's not even the first time that B.B.'s done Spawn where she changed the lyrics of one of her songs or like <laughs> wrote a Spawn song, essentially. Incredible. She's inc- incredible.
1: So, Lindsay, speaking of video clips, great sound bites, we're going to do one that you took last night while you were watching Love Island. The first There's episode no, of no Love Spoiler, Island the No
0: spoilers. Not the first episode. It's actually the third episode we've been watching okay. for three days now. Okay. But- It is not a spoiler.
1: It's not a spoiler. We promise.
0: We've got two hot new boys heading into the villa.
2: Meet Chugs. I'm Chugs. I'm 23, and I run a bucket hat business in Surrey. The person I care most about
1: is me. Isn't that what you want from a Love Island contestant? Just like comic narcissism?
0: You want that. You can't see, but he has a, like a 12-pack too. I mean, I'm Chugs, spelt C-H-U-G-G-S, just as you imagine. I'm 23. I'm a bucket hat business owner in Surrey. That took me a while to decipher oh, sorry. that. Oh, Surrey. I thought he said Surrey. Soho.
1: Surrey, okay.
0: Surrey. I'm a, bucket has, I'm a bucket hat business owner in Surrey, and the only person I care about is me. The person I care most about is me.
1: So, I'm Chugs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch it with captions?
0: Yo, I wish I could, but the way that but I watch can't? it doesn't have captions, and it is very difficult. I've complained about it multiple times to people. I'm rewinding constantly
1: I told you I'm watching Happy Valley which everyone had told me Mervistown of no offense to Mervistown of it's kind of a ripoff of Happy Valley which for years my brother has been telling me to watch it I'm finally watching it and like within 30 seconds I was like no offense to English people but like I have to turn on captions this no, no, does no, not no, you sound need like English
0: captions and uh, Love Island is not just one dialect it's it's every at least dialect. five dialects so it's not you're constantly switching your ears to hear different UK dialects
1: you're going into your create a sim and putting on different ears yeah no i get it so
0: you're literally like you're out here the minute a new one starts talking you're like oh god what's they saying what are you what's Mm -hmm. he saying what's she saying and it's like it's great i mean it's just a perfect show and um i can't wait to i can't wait till chug gets in the island and starts mixing it up
1: his bucket hat business is called booby buckets as in blue-footed boobies
0: yeah, I think he's partnered with the uh, Galapagos Conservation Trust, but also mm-hmm. I think he loves the idea that his bucket hats are called booby buckets. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I would say it's an equal uh, a equal split of both. But his name is <laughs> Chugs Wallace, and he uh, came up with the idea of booby buckets while graduating from Oxford Brooks University in 2020. That's only yes, that's only a year ago. <laughs> bucket hats are in
1: Oxford Brooks. Is that like? Is that I like USC? Is that like not in the Oxford system but like it's close enough for something?
0: I don't know. I uh did you see the other day speaking of the bucket, bucket hats? hats are cute. Bucket hats are in. Um did you see the other day uh Lady Gaga posted something that was about bucket hats. That was pretty funny. Did you will you go read the caption?
1: Lady Gaga has never been more 35. I I love her so <laughs> much. I love You like... and
0: Lady Gaga agree on bucket hats. <laughs> I... I'm Wait, trying but... to get Bobby to make let me I make am a not... bucket hat. Cool enough to
1: one. wear bucket hats. You Lindsay? don't have
0: to wear all the merch that we make.
1: What did she say about bucket hats? Where am I looking for this?
0: On her Instagram. She's wearing a bucket hat. I did see hat. the photos
1: of her like in the cutest like Let the River Run working girl pink dress in New York City though.
0: Well, she came to New York. It's a heat wave and she still manages to wear clothes that no one else can fathom because she's going from Okay, here she
1: is car. in her bucket hat. And she re- oh, this photo. Did somebody say New York? Also, why are these hats such a thing? Eyes emoji. <laughs>
0: If Lady Gaga is wondering why bucket hats are such a quote thing, we have to make one. They are on trend.
1: On the like curve, on the bell curve, they're just past the center. <laughs> like we're on the downslope.
0: God, what what if I made a bucket hat that said, why are these hats such a thing? Oh, that's not his. I mean, it's really not as. I
1: don't know. That ain't it.
0: <laughs> no, I want to make bucket hats that say who in them and they're either reversible or you turn it around. That's genius. Come on. I just love that you were just like, I can't, we won't sell bucket hats because I won't wear them. And then literally an hour later, she posts this and is like, what's the deal with these hats? And I'm like, oh, God, wow. Two 35-year-olds complaining about bucket hats.
1: Exactly. Never in my life will I be able to relate to Lady Gaga about literally anything but the like existential like dread of being 35 and feeling uncool.
0: <laughs> and and trying to wear a bucket hat. And she's succeeding and you'll never try. So that's the other difference. <laughs>
1: exactly. You're listening to Who's There with the call and show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-who-them. Let's get started with comments. We finally got – we got maybe, I mean, dozens and dozens and dozens of calls where people were correcting us uh, about the Peters that we mixed up. Again, not going to look into the last names. We mixed up one Peter with another Peter on the batch. and
0: Pilot. Oh, God. One, his last name is Weber, I just realized. Peter Weber is Pilot Pete. His last name is my last name. I should know at least that. I'll tell you one thing. He's definitely not Jewish. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, what?
1: <laughs> the best, the best call came in this morning, Thursday morning, and it says everything that the other calls that were just saying, "Hey, you're going to get a lot of calls about this," but you mixed up this Peter with that Peter. All of them said the same thing. They were very like winking and knowing, like, of course you got it wrong. This call said what all the other callers refused to say. They said the quiet part out loud.
3: Ace native like a lot of love and like no hate. But I think maybe it could be best if you guys just, like, steer away from the Bachelor franchise. It doesn't seem ever go great. You know, it's just a chaotic mess
0: contract. Wait. So basically
1: this caller was saying, we should stay away from that franchise because (laughs) it never goes great. But the caller does say the show in and of itself is a chaotic mess, so it's not worth just doing a superficial. Instead
0: of saying you mix up the Peters, it's saying maybe just never talk about the Bachelor again with the at the rate that you two exactly. You, your success rate is low on the but on I this think show.
1: that's I think that's so fair, and this is something that we talk about privately. We say. What, we don't want to go here. It's like The Housewives. It's like you have to have this encyclopedic like knowledge of both of these franchises to really be able to talk about anything.
0: I think our ignorance on The Bachelor is a meta commentary. I think we're doing it on purpose in a way. In a way. We're not. But in, in a no way. In way.
1: There's and a percentage a, of it. It's a joke. It's a,
0: it's, a, it's a performance piece. But uh, this was
1: an earnest mix up.
0: Yeah, I guess it was earnest.
1: But to be fair, what we were talking about was Rachel, which had transcended Bachelor and was about the mainstream.
0: That's my problem with The bachelor's, it always goes back to the men. We weren't even talking about these fools, right?
1: <laughs> we were talking about Rachel. Right. And we were talking about how Rachel was done with the franchise also. And yet, yeah. because she will always be tied to this, like, toxic, chaotic franchise, you can't even talk about her escaping Chris Harrison's clutches without getting something wrong about two people named Peter.
0: And guess what? I'm done with this segment. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um,
3: I figure that you probably never want to hear about Grace and Chance ever again. But I thought I should let you guys know that he was the headliner for Oklahoma City Pride this past weekend. Uh, Apparently, he's from Edmond, which is like 20 minutes north of Oklahoma City. And so he decided to do a hometown show. um, And literally no one knew who he was. Um, I stayed for like 10 minutes. Um, It wasn't great, but he seems very sweet. So I just thought you guys should know. Uh, Okay. Tim you. Thank
1: Shout out to our Oklahoman hooligans because we had multiple people who were attending Oklahoma Pride being like, Grayson Chance is headlighting and he's I great. This is really cute. I love that. Love that. Happy for Grayson. Happy for you. Next call.
3: Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, I was just listening to the Friday episode and you guys were talking about um, Olympians to watch and I was just calling to tell you guys about um a nepotism Olympian to watch. Uh, so climbing is going to be in the Olympics for the first time, like you said, um, and competing for the U.S. is uh, this 20-year-old girl, uh, Brooke Rabatou, um, and she's incredibly talented, like crazy strong, uh, but she's also a nepotism alert um, because her parents uh, were, or are, um, DDA Rabatou, who is, was a very famous, uh, climber in his day. And then her mother is Robin Ursfield Rabatou, um, who is also like World Cup champion, um, like major female climber as well. So I know how you guys love a nepotism, um, but this is like kind of one of those rare cases where Like, yes, nepotism, but also incredible talent because you can't really, like, nepotism your way into the Olympics. Um, So just thought you might
0: enjoy keeping an eye out for her uh, in Tokyo. Uh, Pork and Sorkin. Controversial take. The caller kind of said this, too. But nepotism when it comes to actual, like, sporting events, especially the Olympics, I would say, like, I understand – like I would only fault like 20% of nepotism because I feel like, <laughs> yes, if you grow up watching and doing a sport, it really matters. Mm. It's like if you – you can yeah. only become a professional With the skier, support system really, of two If it's rock paid climbers. for by your parents and you are sent to ski school and all these things, yeah. like that yeah. really helps. But I will say you can't really – like the car says, you can't really fully nepotism yourself into the Olympics. you got to be – At least somewhat determined and talented to get to that point. So I, while I love a nepotism, I got to say like I'm a little bit less, I feel a little bit less judgy of a nepotism climber and I'm ready. I'm so excited for climbing in the Olympics. That is so exciting.
1: Yeah. The difference is that like in Hollywood, nepotism can supersede talent. Like you don't really have to be talented to be famous in Hollywood. But when it comes to any sort of athletic activity, you really have to be talented. Like, yes. You're not just suddenly going to win the gold medal for rock climbing just because mommy and daddy are rock climbers.
0: It helps to have it, but right. you can't, if it's like a objective number that you have to hit in speed, you still can't, you have to hit that no matter mm-hmm. what.
4: Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, long time, long time. I was literally so happy to see that you were talking about Shakari Richardson and. <laughs> today's pause because i am actually at the olympic trials in oregon right now um i do some part-time freelance writing about track and field um and i love shakari so much she's like revitalized the sport two things i just wanted to tell you guys because i think you'd find it interesting her biggest rival for gold in tokyo is going to be shelly ann fraser price and shakari is super young she's 21 and shelly Ann Fraser Price is 34 and first won Olympic gold in 2008 when Shakari was like eight years old. Um, so there's like a very fun, you know, old gen, new gen rivalry shaping up. The other thing I wanted to tell you is a very um, hooey moment, I guess, where she was celebrating her uh, win in the 100 in the stadium. And one of the best college coaches in track and field is very famous and very well known. Uh, very intimidating, yelled at her from the stand. Great race, Shakari, to which she wheeled around and goes right back to him. It's Shakari. So she's just a lot of fun to watch. She's also really not afraid of anybody. Um, and it's going to be like the best part of NBC's Tokyo the coverage. So
1: that's all. Crunch, crunch. Love you guys.
0: It's Shakari. <laughs> it's Shakari. This color was at the Olympics trials. What? (laughs) Are you kidding me? I love it. A hooligan at the Olympics trials.
3: I'm just calling to say that this podcast is J.B. Jones erasure, and I don't appreciate that. Crunch, crunch.
2: Hi, Who Weekly. I think one of the celebrities that you're missing from your list with uh, June B. Squibb and such
4: is um, Millie B. Brown.
3: Hi. Um, I think it's really rude that that caller forgot
4: Susan B. Anthony and Lyndon B. Johnson. Thank you.
0: Rutherford B. Hayes.
3: You guys.
2: Sophie B. Hawkins.
0: Now that we have all these new B's, you gotta order them. We got Ruther- B- Rutherford B. Hayes, Susan B. Anthony, Jenny B. Jones, Millie B. Brown. Does she count? No,
1: that doesn't count. Nope, nope, okay. nope, nope. Sophie nope, B.
0: Hawkins, nope. Susan, oh, I, we Sophie B. Hawkins Anthony. is huge. Lyndon yeah. B. Johnson and apparently Junie e. B. Jones is w- way more famous than um, whatever his face is that, that Uma Thurman is dating. <laughs> I already forgot his name.
1: I'm assuming the Jenny B. Jones that this person is talking about is the like best-selling romance author jenny b jones
0: is that what they're talking about i thought they're talking about jenny jones the t- talk show host and she had a b but i didn't know
1: if that were the case that would be unfair and i wouldn't count it because she goes by jenny b jones if jenny jones if anything she goes by jenny she's just jenny
0: uh, uh. but i will
1: accept rutherford b hayes susan b anthony sophie b hawkins and lyndon b johnson
0: okay so do you want to re-rank them from who to them are we also talking Michael B. Jordan? Do and... I want
1: to? No. Mm-hmm. Is it my job to? Yes.
0: We're also cutting Michael B. Jordan and Justin B. Smith or whatever. Uma's And boyfriend. Courtney B. Vance. Ugh. And Courtney B. Vance.
1: Okay. I'm cutting this Millie Bobby Brown out because that's in the way. I think Jenny B. Jones is at the bottom. Because I think that's really niche.
0: Then I think, let's say, let's. I think the caller is maybe right, and I that's a blind spot for me. So it's it's a uh, Jenny B Jones, then um Justin B Smith or whatever his name is. Ju- the then Bloomberg Justin guy. B Smith,
1: yes, yeah.
0: Then Junie B Jones.
1: Then Junie B Jones because those books were very popular and still then are.
0: Then Rutherford B Hayes. Then Lyndon B Johnson. Mm, wait, no, 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 no. No. Then Rutherford B. B. Hayes. Then Rutherford B Hayes. Then Sophie, then. B. Sophie B Hawkins.
1: Then so. Yeah, Rutherford B. Hayes, Sophie B. Hawkins.
0: Lyndon B. Then Johnson. Quor- no,
1: then Courtney B. Vance. Oh, true. Then I think Susan B. Anthony, then Lyndon B. Johnson.
0: You think Lyndon's above Susan?
1: No offense to Susan, but she wasn't president.
0: That is an offense to Susan, because she could have been.
1: That's a good one, and that's true, but she still wasn't president.
0: And people do say LBJ. No one says SBA. Yeah. Okay.
1: Then, I think Michael B. Jordan's at the top of the list, though.
0: You think he's more famous than Lyndon B. Johnson, the president?
1: Currently, right now, yeah. Okay. What do you think?
0: I agree with you completely.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> A.K. I'm not doing this ranking again. You did it. It's great.
1: <laughs> Actually, since you agree with me, I'm going to change my mind. So B. Hawkins number one. <laughs> It was like seventy something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under out the bed.
0: Your linens, sweeties. The linen it's time for- it's linen season, honey. Oh,
1: oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life.
0: Not only am I pulling out my linen
1: I And Quince middlemen.
0: only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it.
1: Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't.
0: That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some.
1: So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want,
0: Hi, I came across this
3: article, and I'm just going to read it in full. Lala filed for divorce from Carmelo Anthony shortly before the news broke. Melo allegedly fathered twins by Lee Daniels' niece and has, quote, stashed them away in London, England. One of the twins is named Cash after Lala's fictional son in the TV series Power. Lala hasn't said anything publicly, but she did wish herself a happy 39th birthday by dropping some bikini photos. It's a clear sign that she's moving on, and the DMs are open. As far as Carmelo, it looks like he might be signing with the Lakers in the off-season to try to pursue a ring with banana boat buddy LeBron. Flip the page to check out the bikini photos. You won't be disappointed. Crunch, crunch.
1: <laughs> Okay. This is so wild, and this involves Instagram sleuthing, uh, the likes of which I have not seen in a very long time. That is so satisfying. This is very rumor heavy. Very speculative. I want to approach this with like you
0: want to say allegedly. I want to say allegedly over and
1: over and over again. Allegedly, light
0: is... in the in the Wendy studio just went off twelve times for you. Norman is screaming, in, or he's mouthing very loudly. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. And
1: let's look back at what Lala said about their divorce. We even made a point to note that their breakup seemed extremely friendly that she was supportive, that the, the breakup happened around Father's Day. They were they announced their divorce before Father's Day, but on Father's Day, like, Lala posted a photo of her, Mello, and their kid, and it was like, happy Father's Day to the father of my children, blah, blah. Things seemed to be going well in their relationship, though it had dissolved. But swirling around this at the time, and we didn't talk about it last week or whenever this happened, it was were rumors. Very it was around last
0: week, and now I think it's a little bit more... There's more credence to it.
1: Right. Because of who this person is, and also because of the way that people found out, and the people who found out themselves. Because we even joked about like how Shade Room st- sort of started the um, niche celebrity journalism on Instagram, where it's like every fandom, every group, every location, every region has their own equivalent of the Shade Room, and the Shade Room sort of started it all. There is one called Philly Scoop Hall, and you guessed it, it covers rumors, gossip, news in the celebrity world in Philadelphia. And it looks like Philly Scoop Hall is the one who scooped this, but they could have just been aggregating from someone else. Carmelo may be seeing... The niece of Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels has a few nieces. He's talked about them in the past. He doesn't have kids. So like he's very close to his nieces. A few weeks ago, he Instagrammed, my youngest niece wants to get into acting.
0: Lee Daniels, aka the writer, director. Writer, director, producer, Oscar nominee, the yeah, butler. He's yes. a real, he's a real force.
1: Hollywood Renaissance man, total yeah. them, who happens to have a hooey niece whom he would like to turn into a them. So literally five weeks ago, he posts this carousel of images of his niece with the caption: "My youngest niece wants to get into acting." Though the pics are fab, in my opinion, she needs more conservative ones and then sort of like tongue out emoji, like embarrassed tongue out emoji. I think she's got something though. Thoughts? And it's Did just he post a photo photos of, of her. He just posted like thirst trap photos of his niece. <laughs> in a way, it's strange. He's like, "Isn't my niece hot?" So this is happening separately. This is just sort of context. Then, very recently, we get a story on Hollywood Unlocked.
0: And they're saying that she's also pregnant.
1: Well, sort of. They're saying someone is pregnant. They don't name that it's Maya, Lee Daniels' niece. But go on.
0: So they're saying, woman alleges Carmelo Anthony is the father of her newborn twins, says NBA star has been avoiding their premature babies, and shares more shocking details socialites get into this i guess is what they call the hollywood unlocked uh fans a woman who rather not share her name has revealed to us that carmella anthony is allegedly the father of her newborn twins and she even has receipts we were able to chat with the woman who alleged how who alleged how they met and how he allegedly notice how many allegedly hid his new family from the public and how one celebrity allegedly in brackets got involved to get answers from melo's wife lala anthony
1: so this woman apparently has all the receipts she needs to prove that this is true Unlocked is definitely running with this story. They have, like, they apparently talked with her on the phone. They have texts from allegedly Carmelo, even though, you know, we've been burned in the past. We've seen faked texts and DMs before. Anyway, the story that the caller was reading is, I think, combining two stories without evidence, because there is the rumor that Carmelo was having some kind of relationship with Maya J, which I'll get into in a second. And there is another story that Carmelo got a woman pregnant who fled to London. (laughs) And um, I don't know that those are the same story. And I think that because they're happening concurrently, some outlets that are aggregating the news are confusing them and combining them into one.
0: Twisted.
1: But let's go back to Maya J, the separate rumor. This is killing me. (laughs) The things that eagle-eyed Instagram users find. Okay, so... This is centered around two photos. One that shows Carmelo in a house that has railing, black metal railing behind him. And another photo of Maya J in like a beautiful, well-lit white house, black railing behind her that matches the railing behind Carmelo perfectly. So it could either mean that they were in his house together.
0: Could be her house. Right, it
1: could be her house. They were in a house that was the same together at some point. She also celebrated his birthday on Twitter On his birthday, sort of like quietly, coyly in a way that made people think that they were seeing each other. Again, none of this is confirmed. And this is, as far as I could tell, a separate story from the paternity story.
0: This mixed with Lala asking for a divorce does seem like it's not the craziest thing in the world just because the timing is right with Lala getting a divorce right like Mm -hmm. we still don't really know why she did that so if this is the reason then this is the reason
1: i just can't believe that this is lee daniels's niece like it's sort of poetic like one of the kings of i don't know tv hollywood melodrama right now is like may be responsible for or at least their niece is niece. responsible for some like true melodrama happening right now in celebrity culture
0: this tweet says watch lee daniels niece maya speak on carmelo anthony facetiming her in lala's bed being the daddy of her premature twins trying to turn babies into british citizens to hide them from lala and being the reason lala filed for divorce <laughs> that is so many things
1: i'm telling you it's melodrama
0: She's trying to turn them into British citizens to hide them from Lala. Babe, I think it's too late if that's the case. (laughs) You know?
1: Yeah. And also, like, I do think that even though you read that tweet, I don't think that these two things are the same story. I think that this is like journalism gone wrong. Like, people are combining two things that don't actually go together. Anyway, next call.
3: Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I just have a general question about celebrity culture. Why do celebrities put emojis over their babies faces their kids faces what's the actual point aren't they getting popped like on the regular or like is there a point to it anyway maybe not i don't know crunch crunch
1: okay lawyers this is actually me saying lawyers call in because i was i really oh, did no. i spent i spent hours looking this up but with the thing that i learned that's really interesting Lindsay, not to make this a you're wrong about episode i was getting kind of wrong about some stuff i you- always thought that the reason UK like stars do it so that they can like maintain control over the photos of their kids, right? Like, yeah, if I'm not. You're not gonna get them, and I'm not gonna give them to you. So I'm gonna put it's sort of this winky coy way of being right. like, right. I control my kids' photos. They don't have the authority to give consent to photos of themselves. So like, I'm doing this myself, right? Right. I'm not ready to show my kid in public, right? But the reason publications do it, I thought, was about some laws are stricter about it. Some are less strict about it. So in the UK, you have to blur the photos. And in in America, you don't. But it's not that simple at all. In the UK, there's a lot of gray area.
0: Well, that's why you notice in the UK Daily Mail, faces will be blurred. But then in the US Daily Mail, faces will be blurred. And that's like an interesting dynamic because they'll post the photos just as if... You can see the kid's face, but it'll be doing bl- it. They'll be like, "Oh, whoever out with their children, da 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 da," or whatever, and the face will be blurred as if it's just not blurred. Like there's yeah. no, there's no, there's no reference to the fact that you can't actually see the kid really.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the thing that I found that's interesting is that like in the UK, the only laws that are on the books about you know paparazzi photos of kids are like if they're on private property or if they're like, quote unquote, indecent. Mm -hmm. As of like, I'm going to catch Irina Shayk and Bradley Cooper on the street with their baby, and I want to publish this photo. The reason they're blurring it is it because it's necessarily illegal? It's that the laws are so vague that it could be, and if the celebrity really wanted to sue, the celebrity would probably win. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that they're fully illegal. It's not that it's explicit. And in the U.S., it's sort of a crapshoot because it's sort of a publication by publication decision. Like, it's a publication deciding, like, what are our ethical boundaries? And a lot of this started in 2013. There was this movement spearheaded by Halle Berry and Jennifer Gardner that essentially makes it illegal to take photographs of famous children, specifically famous children, even in public, without their parents' consent. And so that's sort of, the language is really interesting. I went and read the law, and it's all filed under harassment, which is sort of fascinating. So the way it's written, it says this. So it says... Any person who intentionally harasses the child or ward of any other person because of that person's employment shall be punished by imprisonment in a county jail not exceeding one year or by a fine not exceeding $10,000. So it's specifically, if you note the wording, it's like because of that person's employment. It's talking about famous people, right? It's like you're photographing Northwest because of who her parents are, right? Like that's what the law means. But it says harassment. But then you scroll down and it says harasses Means knowing and willful conduct directed at a specific child or ward that seriously alarms, annoys, torments, or terrorizes the child or ward, blah, 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 without. The express consent of the parent or legal guardian of the child or ward. Mm. A photograph is harassment unless the parent says it's okay to photograph them. So you will notice if a a photograph is taken in California, that kid is probably going to be blurred now. Probably. Right. This is just to show that the rules are very different, like from state by state, country to country. But back to the question, the emoji thing. Why do celebrities cover their kids' faces with emojis?
0: I do think... That when parents do the emoji thing on Instagram, that is, like, almost a bat signal to paparazzi and to tabloids that, like, I don't want this and I would sue you if you did Uh put photos. Like, that doesn't always work because sometimes I see, you know, celebrities who do that that I, like, accidentally see their their kid's face, like, in a tabloid. I'm like, Uh oh, I thought – Whatever, but like mm-hmm. I think this is this uh, caller may have been calling because this week Channing Tatum posted a photo of his kid, like his an daughter, actual yeah. photo of his daughter, who's pretty, you know, who's not fully grown up, but pretty grown up now, and we've uh, never seen her before. We've never seen her before, and and I was like, oh, that's so funny. Like I just. I we'd never we'd never seen her before, right? I'd remembered that. And it's yeah. like that was such quote unquote a big deal because of that, but it seems like the fact that we'd never seen her proved that tabloids did follow his lead by not showing her. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And there's plenty of other celebrities who are like who are who who do that.
1: Yeah, Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard have been really good about Mindy
0: it. Kaling. Does that? It's also interesting because this uh, this California law, it says the bill also states that distribution of a child's image does not violate the law, but rather is the act of creating it. So mm-hmm. like if just year junior reposted something, an yeah, Instagram or something, they'd be OK. Yeah. It's the person taking the picture who would be the one who gets in trouble. Mm-hmm. So it protects kind of. The, the dissemination, the the, the the spread of the photo in a way, which is not ideal, to be honest.
1: No, exactly. Yeah. And then then there was this story, which I didn't know. Did not so know this. So a few years ago, remember with that rumor that Rihanna and Leonardo DiCaprio were dating? Well, that all stemmed from, I think, one specific night. I don't think they hung out more than a handful of times, but one specific night, they were at a club in Paris, and they allegedly made out. And the pops got a photo of them allegedly making out, Right. And they were trying to sell, so the story goes, so I the story goes, they were, trying so to sell, they were trying to sell the photos everywhere. And everywhere was like, no, we're not buying this. And apparently the reason is because it was taken in France. And France has like the strictest, like most explicit laws. So they were straight able up, to object to it. Right. Where if you don't want the photo published, you can say, I think it has to be written. There's obviously like some details here, but you can be like, I object to you publishing this photo and they have to not publish it it's some sort of there's some like beautiful french phrase where it's like everyone owns their identity
0: so basically if a celebrity wants to fuck around they should go to france
1: that's what it sounds like to me i mean lawyers call in and tell us if we're right or not and i think that also has a lot to do with diana because that's where diana died
0: oh a lot of it stems from
1: diana yeah a lot of it stems from diana not all of it I mean, but also, a lot of it.
0: if a country wants to be like, we're a safe haven for celebrities and movie shoots and whatever, whatever, they could just say, oh, we do the same thing as France. We have the same rules as France or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems very... That's interesting. That's interesting mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi, Rosie and Bobby. I just
3: heard that Renee Zellweger is allegedly dating Ant Anstead, um, a.k.a. the ex-husband of Christina on the coast. He's like a British car man or something. Anyway... Uh, I was just wondering
0: if you could discuss and if you have any theories about how they would have met each other. Okay, thanks. Crunch, crunch. Bye.
1: Tell us how they met, please. Wait,
0: before we even get there, I just want, in case you forgot who Aunt Ansett is, I just feel like Aunt Ansett is one of those people that even I'm not quite sure what he is. I used to think he was part of Aunt Deck. That was like a whole... Me
1: too. I was like, the problem with Ant is that there are, there are uh, exactly the amount of ants that you need to confuse them all the time. Two. Because Ant is so unique that you're like, there couldn't possibly be more than one. And there are two. So you are constantly confusing both, both ants.
0: Aunt Anstead is American and Aunt Aunt Deck is British. So it's like we each have our own aunt, you know?
1: What is Aunt's Aunt British's last name? Aunt (sighs) British's last name is... No idea. McPartland. McPartland. Got it. Okay.
0: Aunt Anstead was married to Christina Hawk, a.k.a. Christina on the Coast, a.k.a. the ex-wife of Tariq El Moussa, who she shared the show flip or flop with. So that's how we Mm -hmm. have this origin story. Okay, Tariq Almusa's is now with uh, what's-her-face from Selling Sunset. We, that's a whole other thing, right? Be- yeah, what's but her name? Before- uh,
1: Heather. Heather Ray Young.
0: But Christina and Aunt Anstead had been together for a while because they had a kid together. And mm-hmm. they literally just got a divorce that was finalized three days ago. Then this news drops that Ant has moved on already. Christina's back to the coast. Remember, she changed her last name. From- she's on the coast. She was Christina Anstead. Now she's back to the coast.
1: She reclaimed her last name. She moved to the coast, and she has a successful HGTV series without on the terror. either man, either man. Yes. She's now just
0: single on the coast. We yes. love that for her. And Anstead got a show, a new show on Discovery Plus, Bobby's favorite streaming service. It mm-hmm. is part of the yes, the twins, the property twins. It is part of their production company,
1: mm-hmm. Property Brothers. They're property called Brothers. the Property Brothers. Okay, I call them okay. But, but yeah, property close twins. enough. That's close <laughs> enough. Okay. The show he, is on premiere, Dad. It's called Celebrity IOU Joyride.
0: Yeah, so basically it's about cars. I guess they they give celebrities' friends cars of their dreams because there's also, weirdly, a show where Ann Anstead gives Drew or Jonathan, I think Drew, I forget which one, the car of his dreams. So apparently this is a thing, you know, where he's like, mm-hmm. what's your favorite car? Let's get it for you. I don't know how that's a whole show. You'll have to watch and find out. But this one is Celebrity IOU, meaning like – a so celebrity comes on is like, my dear friend Jessica has always been there for me. I want to get her a car her I'm going to give her a
1: car. I'm going to give her a new kitchen. I'm going to give her something that requires an HGTV niche. You know, yes. like, it's yes. a sweet idea.
0: Yes. It says, Hollywood stars will, quote, roll up their sweeps to create automotive masterpieces for special people in their lives, read the press release. According to the announcement, the stars featured in the first season are Mary J. Blige, Tony Hawk, Octavia Spencer, James Marsden, Danny Trejo, and you guessed it, Renee Zellweger, a.k.a. how these two met on yes. this show, which was a clear, clearly already filmed. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much People Magazine covers this guy and Anstead. He is in this magazine every fucking week.
1: Christina made him... Sort of I popular, mean, and crazy. and if you have an HGTV show, like you're
0: pretty fucking popular. That's true, and they, but it's just so funny because they covered his house hunting, and then they got the exclusive when he bought the house on the photos, and the photos aren't photos that they sent a photographer. they are photos that he sent people, and they slapped the exclusive on there.
1: But back to Renee and Tarek. They just click. I was going to
0: read that. Sometimes two people just meet and click and the timing is right, a source says in this week's issue. Oh, in this week's issue. Renee is creative and often goes for guys who think outside the box. She's smart, thoughtful, and always looking to expand horizons and nurture those around her. Love this because it is true that Renee does love to date a rock star. She loves a creative guy. Mm -hmm. She dated Kenny Chesney, Jim Carrey.
1: I'm going to go through Renee Zellweger's story, dating history. Again, okay. a lot of these are rumors, but they're on Who's Dated Too, And we're just going to do a rapid fire. You're going to say they thought out of the box. They didn't think out of the box. Okay. 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 Thought out of the box. Didn't think out of the box. Okay. The first few are literally not famous people. So I'm going to start with people actually get famous. Okay. Okay. Jim Carrey.
0: Definitely thought outside the box.
1: Okay. Great. Matthew Perry.
0: Mm, I kind of think he didn't think outside the box.
1: Okay. George Clooney.
0: Uh, he thinks out of the box.
1: Yeah, I thought so too. Jack White.
0: Oh, totally out of the box.
1: Out of the box. Damian Rice.
0: Wow. Oh, okay, interesting. I kind of feel like he thinks inside the box.
1: He's definitely in the box. Okay. Kenny Chesney.
0: Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. He's definitely I think he's inside the box.
1: Yeah, I think he's inside the box. I'd love him to come out of the box, but I don't think he's going to. Luke
0: Perry. Luke Perry?
1: Yeah. Encounter. Uh, See, these are rumors, but still.
0: Okay, uh, let's say he's outside the box.
1: He's outside the box. John Krasinski.
0: In the box, wow, I'm cutting you off. He's in the box. He built the box, actually, <laughs> and he's inside of it.
1: <laughs> he built the box. Not only does John Krasinski build boxes, he puts people in boxes. Okay, <laughs> Paul McCartney.
0: These are rumors. These are fucking yes, rumors. These are rumors. He's outside the box.
1: He's outside the box. Andre Balaz.
0: Oh, like uh Uma Thurman's ex. Yes. In the box.
1: Dan Abrams.
0: What? Uh, in the box. Uh, okay, he's, he's in, in the, the box. box. I guess. Yeah. Bradley the media Cooper. Dan, the media Dan Abrams? Inside the box. Media Dan Abrams. Bradley yeah, Cooper Dan is Abrams. so outside the box. He's a mile away from the box. He never <laughs> saw the box. He never even saw the box.
1: John Stamos. Rumored encounter, but still. Uh, fully
0: in the box. Peeking fully out in from the inside the box.
1: Exactly. Doyle Bramhall the second.
0: I don't know him, but I think he sounds like he's outside the box.
1: He is a musician and he is in the band. Um, he works with Eric Clapton. Oh, wow. He's a guitarist okay. for right, Eric he's in the Clapton. Box. He's outside the box. Okay, and then... And then we have the last one, Aunt Antstead. I think this guy. Although people called him outside the box, I think he's inside the box. I think he's in the box. You don't date Christina Hawk if you're outside the box. Like, her hinge profile is like, I'm looking for a man who's in the box. I mean, also (laughs) think about
0: it. The Property Brothers definitely built this guy a box, and he's inside of it, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's a big box. It's a big box. It probably fits a huge couch, but it's a box.
1: What's your favorite Renee Zellweger performance? Or what's your favorite Renee Zellweger movie? I think performance is a little too we don't have to get the My specific, favorite like, Renee
0: Zellweger performance is Empire Records. My favorite Renee Zellweger movie.
1: Interesting. That's no, funny. No, pro- I okay. probably
0: it's probably between Empire Records and Cold Mountain. My favorite uh-huh. Renee Zellweger movie is probably Bridget Jones diary. Am I missing something? No, I don't think so. Okay. Am I missing a performance? That's
1: funny. I think I think definitely well, I thought you were a Chicago girl. I'm not a Chicago girl, so I'm not a Chicago girl. But I guess I think that's she's, more of a I think she's that's perfect more of a, in it captain did a jones girl. movie than a renee i love zellweger her in movie. cold
0: mountain i know cold mountain is like critically now maligned or whatever people are like i don't like it i'm like i love cold mountain loved it oh
1: i was gonna say my favorite renee zellweger performance is absolutely Cold mountain yeah. like it's so ridiculous she's and so talking, ruby good. ruby thews she's it's so, so stupid good. it's so dumb and she's great and
0: i mean she's great in empire records have you i mean that's like that was my favorite movie for a long time when mm-hmm. i was a kid
1: yeah you know, what Renee Zellweger movie. I don't like that everyone always tries to get me to new, love.
0: New in town. <laughs> no,
1: not Staring
0: New in town. Storing Daddy
1: Warbucks himself. Storing Daddy Warbucks himself. Not New in town.
0: Not New in town with Eric Connick Jr. No,
1: Down with Love. I don't like Down with no, Love. No, I don't like it
0: either. With you What's and the McGregor? deal with people
1: loving Down with Love?
0: I don't get it. You know what I else I don't like? It. Jerry Maguire. Oh, a Jerry Maguire weirdly like grew on me to be just like an. I should watch it again as an adult. Yeah, I think I think you might like it more now.
1: You know what worries me is I think straight up my favorite Renee Zellweger movie is just Cold Mountain.
0: That's <laughs> like, pr- that's a little bit Is crazy. that a problem? No. What about Bridget Jones though? Are you not a Bridget Jones fan?
1: Uh I love Bridget. Oh I love Bridget because Jones. Because she's but perfect
0: I, in that. She
1: is perfect. I haven't one seen I have not seen the sequels. I have not seen any of the uh, sequels. I've only seen the first one. I <laughs> thought I'm, they were terrible.
0: The sequels are pretty bad, but but uh the uh the original is great.
1: Call Mountain is just a it's a it's a bit of a mess, but like it's a it's a satisfying movie. It's I like, have no it's got issues it with baby. it. I
0: people call it's it a messy, capital M movie but when he shows up at the end. I cry yes. every time if yes. I find it very emotional. I find Jack White very. <gasps> oh, imminent. no spoiler.
1: He shows up at the end. <laughs>
0: sorry. I'm sorry. That's not actually the true spoiler of what happens, but it's just right. I think everyone in that movie is good. And I think it's a good movie.
1: That's good. It's good. It is
0: maligned, though. It's one of those Forrest Gump's where people are like, that was bad. Don't we all know that, that was bad? And I'm like, we don't. Bye.
1: Takes a deep breath. It is maligned, though.
0: <laughs>
1: it is maligned, though. Okay. Do we want to do Ringo Starr's penis rings or Chad Michael Murray going by a guy named Steve in a commercial?
0: Do Chad Michael Murray going by a guy named Steve in a commercial.
1: Okay. That's more hooey, I think. Okay. Yes.
0: Hi,
3: Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, long time. I just wanted to let you know that Chad Michael Murray is in a Hotels.com commercial, but he's not playing himself. He's playing a character named Steven. Crunch, crunch.
1: The moment I heard this call, I was like, well, I have to watch this commercial instantly. I found it very quickly. It's about, it's a months old Hotels.com commercial. Here it is. I don't even think you need the visual. We'll explain it afterwards, but the audio works. The first voice you hear will be Chad Michael Murray's. The second voice is another man whom Chad Michael Murray is yelling at in a a taxi. Todd! Hey, wait! I can't just stay here and wait for you to figure out what you want. I just need a little more time! How are you still so unsure of this, Stephen? What am I supposed to do? Leave my family? Yes! People do it every day. Stop overthinking it, Stephen. Book the bachelor party in Vegas. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Wow, your pectoral muscles are outstanding. What? 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 Booking a trip can feel dramatic, but with free cancellation, you can't go wrong with Hotels.com. Yes, you heard that correctly. Chad Michael Murray is playing someone named Stephen in a homophobic Hotels.com commercial from May
0: 2021. (laughs) I am so like there's so many layers to why this is a problem you're expecting me to just go with the fact that you're calling Chad Michael Murray Steven i know he's not that famous but that's like a little demeaning we've totally we've yes. totally turned him into like that random guy in the T-Mobile commercial you know mm-hmm. he they've really exactly. apple guide him they've really like pc guy
1: It's very Kirby Enthusiasm where like there are so many celebrities playing themselves, but sometimes a celebrity plays a character and you're like, wait, is that rude? Is that like a drag (laughs) that like a celebrity is in here playing a character and not themselves?
0: Not to mention this, this commercial has gay panic
1: absolutely gay panic so in case you couldn't really tell what was going on the commercial is made to seem like these to this guy wants chad michael murray aka steve to leave his wife to be with him romantically but then you find out no he just wants him to leave his wife for a week so we can go to a bachelor party and then the hotels.com concierge spokesperson compliments chad michael murray's pecs And then whenever the men panic that they're being hit on by, like, a hunky concierge, then the commercial ends. And you're like, oh, gay panic. Still funny. Still got it. All these years later.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, like, very much like, don't try and put Chad Michael Murray in this commercial and call him Steve to distract me from the fact that your commercial has gay panic in it. You know? (laughs) Like, don't think that's going to work because it did briefly, but then I snapped out of it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck is this ad? Anyways. you think the who's him? Rude. I mean, he's already a who, so it's like irrelevant, but that's like the huge whoing. This guy's starring in at least 12 Hallmark movies a year, you know? Hello? Thank goodness. You all right? Uh, Yeah. I think I must have hit a
3: patch of black ice.
0: Which way are you headed?
3: Uh, I'm actually heading to a small town called Forest Ridge.
1: I know it well. Let's play a game of Who Are Them.
4: Okay, two way I don't know her.
2: Does BB Rexa know who BB Newworth is, and vice versa?
0: Crunch, crunch. Great question. Great question.
1: No and no. Next call. <laughs> Can I just say no and no?
0: Yeah, great. Move on. Is Boss Baby a who or a them? Crunch, crunch.
1: Lindsay, this is your area of expertise. I is mean, Boss Baby a who or a them?
0: Is Boss Baby a who or a them?
1: Let's see. One, two, three. Them. Mm. I think Boss Baby's a them, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere.
1: Do I like that he's a them? Do I like that his voice has another successful character in his belt? No.
0: It's weird that our enemy who hates us is also a character, a beloved character by me and also in my canon of interest. Part of the
1: Who Weekly canon. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's kind of upsetting. I'd love to rail it. I'd love to like, you know, ban Boss Baby because Alec Baldwin is the voice and he hates us. But I really can't help but love that dumb baby who wears the like high socks and stirrups like a like a boss. It's very, very weird. Who,
1: who cares if Alec Baldwin hates us because you know who loves us?
0: Who? Norman. Norman! Yeah, it's true. It's true. Norman, Norman from listens Wendy listens. Pod. Shout I out. I don't mean to brag, episode, but I kind of want to brag. Um, I'm bragging. I'm bragging.
1: I'm happy to brag about that. I'm bragging. I will not be modest about that. Because okay. who does
0: Wendy call when she needs to get caught up on something? Norman.
1: Norman. Norman does everything. Isn't Amy Sedaris one of the other Boss Babies in this She's sequel the new, that we're going to yeah. watch together?
0: She's the new... Yeah, coming over
1: to watch it. Wait, Lindsay, can yeah, I we, watch the first one with you again? Because I haven't seen it in a long time. We
0: have to watch the first one too? Okay, great.
1: Full disclosure, I don't know that I've ever seen Boss Baby A, all the way through at, in one sitting. Uh-huh. B, in a state where I was like in a position to remember it well. <laughs> well that, but
0: I was gonna say I don't want you to see any of those movies sober, so we're gonna have to figure out a cocktail for you.
1: Okay, so we're gonna watch Boss Baby at your house and then we're gonna watch Boss Baby the squeakel. Well, probably at in your theaters. house. <laughs> we're not <laughs> no. gonna watch it on Peacock.
0: Okay, we could, but we also It's could doing the same in day
1: theaters. peacock. It's same
0: day peacock. Or in theater. If it's no, in the draft house, I'll I go. I feel like it's a it's a big risk to watch Boss Baby 2 in theaters when I could be like so stoned, so happy watching it in my house and I know it will be a good experience. Because the problem with
1: sucks. like, I don't want to see a movie for kids in theaters.
0: I don't want to go ruin a kid's experience. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to be an idiot in a theater where a kid is enjoying. I want to be an idiot in my own home.
1: I really don't need to get glared at in a the theater by someone my age who is also at Boss Baby 2, the Squeak Wolf, with their six-year-old. With you know? their
0: child. I would say, like, 10 years ago, this would be acceptable, you know, to show up and do this. But now when you could encounter a parent who is your peer, like, run into someone you know with their child, it's probably who not the best the, idea. was the age
1: of a child who wants to see Boss Baby 2, the squeak wall.
0: <laughs> It's not called the squeak wall. That's skip box. <laughs> It's called Boss Baby 2 Back in Business. Oh, nice to see you,
1: Bobby and Lindsay.
0: Hey. <laughs> Hi. This is my child who's here to see this movie earnestly. Did you like the first Buzz Baby? you excited to see second Buzz
1: Baby? <laughs> it's like, come on, Dylan. Leave my ex-friends alone.
0: Oh, God.
3: Hi, Lindsay Bobby. With UK Love Island starting tonight, I was wondering if the U.S. version of Love Island is a who or a them. Okay, thank you. Crunch, crunch.
1: U.S. Love Island. Well, first of all, UK Love Island them, right? It's so popular. It's so influential. It's so widely covered.
0: Uh, UK, Love Island, them. Love Island, US, huge who. Not even, has not proven itself to be as good as the other, even though it's the exact same thing. We just, we don't have the magic there. I'm sorry.
1: We don't have the magic. We don't have Chugs. The person I care most about is me.
3: Hi, New Weekly. Um, I just saw something that I I I refuse to look into further, so I'm hoping that you guys can just explain it to me. Who is Ollie London? Um, related question, the members of BTS, are, are they who's? I think that BTS in the United States is a them by now, but the individual members, um, they have to still be who's, right? Uh, okay, good form, Bella Thorne, thank you, bye.
1: I think a general rule, I don't want to talk about Ollie London. Dark energy, they're that British influencer who has gotten a lot of surgery to look like is it Jin? Yeah,
0: from BTS. This from is from BTS, dark as but hell. it's
1: specifically Jin, They're extremely dark. It's not fun to talk about that. But BTS, I think this leads us to the perennial question of are any individual members of successful groups, pop groups, able to be thems before going solo? Well, I
0: think they were like, is BTS a them even if all the members are still somewhat who's? And I think the answer yes, is, of I course, think yes. yes.
1: And I think it's hard to break out as an individual them unless you literally go solo. Like, we've seen it with Little Mix. We've seen it with Spice Girls. Like, with Backstreet Boys, like, you don't really... Obviously the fandoms have their faves and the fandoms know everything about the groups. But, like, you don't really get to exist outside of your group unless you explicitly leave it right and so far i don't really think that's happened like i guess i would say the most famous one is jim that's in the, the past one I know. six
0: months i know jim i do think that that that's been a thing mm-hmm. i like butter i like that song
1: that's a great song oh what was what trailer were they just in oh clifford so funny <laughs> they're in a clifford trailer
0: we didn't talk about clifford that movie looks good. I got to see that movie. That dog is huge. Uh,
1: Catch us at Regal seeing a double feature of Boss Baby 2 and Clifford the Big Red cr- Dog.
0: First of all, a dog that big in New York City? Come on. It's cruel. And also, it's just crazy to me that the whole plot line of this movie is how big the dog is. All I got to say is I hope his organs are as big as his rest of his body because that can be a problem in lots of dogs. Let's not even go there. Wait. What? Oh, my God. You got to cut this because it's sad. But, like.
1: Oh, I didn't know. That's so sad. I'm
0: sorry to tell you that.
1: Okay. Next call.
4: Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. So I unfortunately just walked out of the new Fast and Furious movie. Um, I I don't really recommend it. Um, But they do finally go to space. That's not really a spoiler. Um And there's a ton of talent. You know, there's Charlize Theron, there's uh, John Cena, there's Ludacris. Uh, But I was curious uh, about Michelle Rodriguez. She's been in all the movies. She's been in a ton of movies. Uh, She's an iconic actress. um, But I struggle to determine whether she's a who or a them. And so I was hoping that you all could shed some light. Thanks very much.
1: Uh, Live in Lolita Laptop. Michelle Rodriguez, who or them? Have not seen Fast 9 yet. I will call Michelle Rodriguez. One, two, three, them.
0: Them? Yeah, Yeah, I kind of think so.
1: Maybe we had this conversation whenever Widows came out. And I know that Fast 9, the Fast series, is one of the biggest franchises of all time. And I think that really helped solidify you as a them, even if you were kind of on the border as Michelle Rodriguez was. But I think the proof beyond just the fact that she has led one of the biggest franchises of all time for now nine movies is kind of in Widows. Even though Widows was a bit of a flop, commercially at least, I think the way Widows was positioned and framed was like, look at this all star cast was all-star. of like some of the best women like in Hollywood. True. And she was one of those women. She was a top woman. She was just right alongside you know oh, so she's really Davis.
0: proven that she could do like all sorts of stuff yeah she's always in like kind of action adjacent or like well
1: that's how she got yeah. her start right. too with girl fight that was like her big opening
0: right 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 she's interesting
1: hometown hero too she's from san antonio
0: wow i uh, yeah, love to
1: call out a hometown hero
0: never forget that she got dui on in hawaii when she was filming lost chaos Remember they she all got D I i mean chaos. this is
1: not an excuse but like the Lost Cast like went crazy in they Hawaii. Went like crazy. they were a disaster. Okay, last call.
3: Hey, so I was watching gas station TV, um, as one does. And so Maria Menunos' better together lifestyle tip of the day was to dry your hair with a blow dryer brush. And the B roll was of her like pretending to use the brush on her already dried, like Addison Ray wanted the like little mini ponytail, um, and it was kind of difficult to watch. Um, but my question is, are blow dryer brushes a who or them? Thank you, Cynthia Bolusian.
1: Oh, I think I have an answer. I know about these things. I don't use a <laughs> blow dryer brush.
0: I just love that you wanted to really take the initiative to start this call. You who've never used a blow dryer brush. I was quiet. You weren't saying anything. Okay. 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 Fine. Okay. Fine.
1: But I will say that like as someone who exists on the internet, I am familiar enough with that Revlon one because every time it goes on sale, you will see people being like, it's on sale. The Revlon one is back in stock or something. Like get this hair dryer brush, this Revlon thing that is like amazing. All these people who use hair dryer brushes swear by it. Like... I know about them, but I still sort of have an answer here. One, two, three. Who? who? Yeah. I still think they're who's. Yeah,
0: they're kind of the who of like Frankenstein, you know, uh, hair tools, hot hair tools. Yeah, hair technology is very, very stunted. You know, we're we're behind. Yeah. I don't know. They're they're we're behind the times or something. It's almost like weren't we promised hoverboards but for hair technology, right?
1: Weren't we promised flying cars? Right.
0: Yeah, that's what I meant.
1: <laughs> uh, have you ever used one?
0: Oh, babe, I got one. I own one, of course. Do you have the Revlon one? I have that one. I use it about never. Maybe I've used it twice. <laughs> the, uh, the, I just, you know, it just felt like I needed it. And now I don't use it.
1: Because you have curly hair. When you use it, does it keep it curly or does it straighten it? No, like, it's straightening what is it. It. It's the, right. it does okay. the
0: same thing that a brush it does the with thing. a blowout does. Yeah, and it's supposed to okay. make it easier. Got it, got yeah, it, totally. got it. There you go.
1: Ugh, I can't believe we're ending on that call. What a dud. It's
0: too bad. We're ending. We got to end.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There. Keep calling in at 619 Who them to leave questions, comments, and concerns, support us on Who Weekly for twice weekly bonus episodes and your own call in number, special VIP call in number. Thank you to Katie and your Captain Who's for providing our read a theme song on Tuesdays, and we'll see you on Tuesday with another episode of the main show. Oh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. Thank you so much. We love reading them. Bye.
2: Bye. Hey. 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 hey.
3: hey. So, so, it's me, Bibi. Lindsay. You sound like Sophia Bush. Okay, crunch, crunch. Bye. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, Lindsay, you lost your voice and you sound exactly like Sophia Bush. And I thought, am I is this the new Sophia Bush One Tree Hill podcast? Um, live in La Vida laptop. Crunch, crunch.
2: Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Um, I had to pause the pod um, because I just wanted to let Bobby know that crocs also make my feet sweat like crazy. It's insane. Like, it's like a slip and slide. So, um, you're not alone. Okay.
3: Hi, this message is for Bobby. I sympathize. I get it. Crocs make my feet puddles of sweat as well. Um, I see you. I hear you. Um, and you're not alone in this. crunch crunch. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, first time, long time, I can't believe I'm calling you about Crocs. Um, yes, Crocs do make your feet absolutely like garbage pools of sweat. Um, I wore Crocs a long time when I was working retail and it was truly disgusting the amount of skin that would end up in my shoes over time. And I wore them now as a nurse and they're pretty sweaty. They get pretty grody yeah they they're they're gross I, I don't know what else to say I love them, but they're nasty <laughs> they lesbian.
2: i Lindsay bobby a long time long time um Grayson chance was somebody who i uh bought his album his first one uh when i was i'm like two years older than him, so don't judge um anyways I left the c d and my mother's car and uh, she has you know the six cd holder thing at a time so i guess she got sick of music on the radio one day and put on one of the random cds that were in her car and it was the grace and chance album and um she told me like when she saw me last she's like oh i really love this um adele album you have in the car and i'm like that's not Adele. That's Grayson Chance. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know how you mix the two up, but, uh, yeah. Uh, crunch, crunch.
3: Hi. I was listening to a Sam Sanders interview with Riley Keough. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Um, I should have looked it up before this call, but here we are. Anyway, she was – I know she – okay, she is definitely – I'm going to – I can't do this. Oh, I can't hit pound to re-record. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay, Bobby. I'm too high for this. Goodbye. <laughs>